You're tuned in to this week's edition of Socially Athletic with your host, Connor Creedon. Connor and the guests look to discuss the various aspects of sports media in Division Three athletics. As a D3 athlete, he's watched live sports broadcasting and social media play a huge role in creating a better fan and athlete experience. Welcome to Socially Athletic. Welcome back, everyone, to this week's edition of Socially Athletic. This is the first episode off a week break. I personally had spring break, but I'm back. I'm your host, Connor Creedon, and today I have two very special guests for this episode seven, the first one back here. My first guest is a fellow Mass Comm major and big time involved with the radio station here as well as his own podcast, Mr. Jarrett Ray. It's very nice to have him on the show, sir. Thank you for having me, Connor. And also with me is Jacob Barrett, a nursing major, which might sound strange coming to you from Socially Athletic, but he has a trick up his sleeve with his extensive knowledge on Piedmont Athletics. Mr. Jacob, it's great to have you on the show. Happy to be here. We'll just get started here. Like I was kind of talking to you guys before, the show here, Socially Athletic, recaps a lot of what happens in Division Three sports, specifically from a media standpoint. And I know, Jared, I'll hit you with one first here working in radio as well as working on your own podcast. Generally speaking, how would you say you've noticed over the years in your time working on your shows and perfecting the craft, do you feel like radio is a a spot where you would like to take your career mainly, first of all? Yeah, I'm I'm starting to see that it kind of is. At first it was just more of a, Jared, you have a nice voice. Then it got into, you actually have a personality for it. Now I'm kind of working on the skill of, you know, taking the ums and likes out of my talking and really knowing knowledge of news and it's just a lot it's just a lot progressing that I'm starting to learn and yeah I guess I'm kind of guess I'm kind of fitting in there that's cool to hear because a lot of people may think radio is something that oh it's not what it used to be but radio is still alive and well I know we all know that and especially like you mentioned uh, I know you do a podcast in here as well would you like to give a little shout out to your show here oh yeah yeah yeah. let me go ahead uh real talk radio we're on all platforms YouTube Apple Podcasts, Spotify iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast, And it's basically, it's kind of like radio. That's where radio kind of inspired me to start that podcast. That's why it's called Real Talk Radio, obviously. And it's basically, there's no specific topic. It's just we have broad conversations about anything, everything. But the main goal of the podcast is nothing off topic. Let's have these uncomfortable or comfortable conversations, you know. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, it sounds – I've also seen some clips, and it's really good stuff you got going over there. I know you do a good uh, job with production as well. So it's great to see overall, like you mentioned, the things that media in general can do. And the theme of – I'm also – you know, I'm big into what media can do, and I'm looking forward to what the future can bring. And that's why I did, you know, start a podcast myself similar to you. But I will say a lot of what I've noticed at my time here at Piedmont – working with the sports communications classes that I've done and some of the experiences I've had with the sports information office here. Uh, I know that closely relates to the sports that Mr. Barrett here um, is also a big fan of. So Jacob, as a fan and someone who attends a lot of Piedmont, especially home events, have you noticed any increased presence online from a sports standpoint from Piedmont in the four years that you've been here so far? Yeah. So originally, like my freshman year, I noticed like they would have a lot of stuff like they would do streaming and stuff mainly but it was like mainly one commentator maybe two sometimes not a lot of whole social media posts before the games or like leading up to it but as the years have gone on 
they've definitely like been promoting the games more with like Twitter posts or something like that. And during the YouTube streams, they're like giving out the schedule for their next streams and stuff. And like, they're making sure that they put the, uh, like the links they're they're providing all the information. Yeah. Like yeah. They, they put that in the like stuff when they're posting on Twitter. So you can get live stats, you can go to the stream, or you can just go to the athletic page and find everything from there. And the great point that you make, very well said, was the fact that everything is right there at one point. You can click on anything you might want to access involving the team at that one point in the broadcast. And even cooler is there's multiple ways where fans can engage with Piedmont Athletics, as we mentioned. Like you said, there's social media posts. There's also maybe on the website, like you mentioned, in other calendars, things of that nature where, again, there's all sorts of information that is accessible to fans th- through the increased presence on media. And I know, I guess for both of you guys, when it, when we talk about social media, and even Jarrett for your show, promoting your show as you do, which I'm sure you do um, online as well, how would you say the impact of social media with promotion of just content in general has really propelled your show in general or what you think that you see just in media as a whole? I would say that overall, social media is a big part of uh, promoting anything. Um, it plays a big part because everybody's on social media now, as you can see. Um, I don't even know if there's any other way to promote anything else other than the internet really um for my podcast personally it's done a lot i've got um gained some subscribers because i i um i pretty much promoted on all social networks mm-hmm. so that goes from facebook tiktok snapchat instagram i'm working on some more but i don't i think those are the top what four the five. main ones yeah, yeah mostly ones. and that's what i usually do but yeah it, it pretty much helps as anyone could probably say i'm sure people have seen their own followers grow based on things they've done, even on personal accounts and just things of that nature. But as a whole, relating back to what Jacob says from a fan experience at a Piedmont sports level, the inclusion of different social medias where it's at this point relatively easy to make an account for, and they even have various accounts for businesses, you know, different types of setups for different types of accounts. So each sport gets their own account here at Piedmont now, and you can follow Piedmont basketball or Piedmont volleyball. You can get graphics specifically for those sports it's not just very generalized because they of course do have a general account but the point I'm trying to make here is everything is so detailed and refined all the way down to the last sport Jacob as a fan have you talked to others around campus that maybe access Piedmont's sports social media is that something that fans and student athletes or just students in general are using around the campus you think Uh, I definitely think it's gone up since like I've been here because originally like Like I said, they didn't really put a lot of the links in it to begin with. They would just say it's going to be on YouTube and put the name of the YouTube in there, but there wasn't a link to it. So they've started putting that for every single thing. They're doing game previews now. like So they'll give like a small little preview of each team, last games that they played, and then like heading into this game, what they're expecting. So they've really done good about just – trying to grow it from that. And I've noticed like their followers from it have a lot more students now because they're actually like promoting it and having even recently they started doing like the courtside seat at basketball, the free t-shirts, like they're trying to do anything that's not only social media, but they still promote it on social media. 
So like showing up to the game early to get stuff. That's not really a social media thing, but they promote that it's going to be there on social media so they can try to get more people there. I think that's cool because that's a lot of what you see at levels higher than Division three or even levels higher than college in general in the pros. And I know all of us, we were just talking before the show here. We all are a little bit engaged in some pro sports activities. And I know, Jacob, there's a pretty heavy Lakers game. Jarrett, from a professional sports fan view, and I'm sure you follow sports accounts online and things of that nature to get in-depth stats and things like that, is what about that draws you into being intrigued to want to see more about the team and maybe look for that team more on social media? One thing about it is I don't get to watch all the games. Obviously, I'm a busy college student, so it does help me catch up on stuff. Or, you know, if I want to just catch the highlights of it, if I don't want to watch the game, but also, it does keep me up to speed. Uh, I think a lot of these sports, a lot of these sports pages, they don't really, I wouldn't even say they promote as much of the game. They just kind of show highlights and kind of get you going like, oh, I missed this, oh, I missed that. And they kind of show that stuff where, to where you'll try to watch the next game, try to catch the next game. I wouldn't say. That's interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's really like live stats and stuff like that. I I feel like they kind of play tricks on me specifically. I don't know, but Interesting. It, it works, though. But it works. Jacob, what do you think? I see you nodding your head over here. Can you can you relate to that? Oh, well, I was going to say, like, the highlight part of it, like, uh, there used to be a lot of stuff on YouTube where just random people would put together, like, the compilations of the highlights of the games and stuff. And now the NBA, because they would always get so many views, does official highlights. So they're the ones. Every single game they have, they'll take highlights from it and post it on well, see, I'll be honest, as a fan myself of the NBA, I do watch those official NBA highlights. And as a fan, part of the main reason I do that is because, one, it's the first thing that pops up when I search that. And, two, it says official NBA from the official NBA YouTube account. Yeah, I'm thinking, okay, like, it's the full game highlights. The NBA did it, and that's kind of what the fan is drawn to. So it's interesting that you say that because, like, can you think, do you know by any chance, like, what the time period you started noticing it was different around? Like, when were you watching those like highlight compilations that were not NBA official. Can you think of like the year or something like that? It would probably be 2017, 2018. Okay. Like that's when they were big. So it was just like fairly recent. It was kind of like uh, team-specific ones too. Like you just find some random one like Lakers fan or whatever, and they're putting together <laughs> highlights of He would Laker be watching fan. the Lakers fan one. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Lakers fan over here. <laughs> but like it would always be like some team specific yeah like fan account that was putting together highlights of their team so then the nba started noticing this and like they would always have two million three million views yeah on someone that's got like 30 subscribers really so the Dang. nba was just like well might as well just put official in the title of it and we'll and do it themselves highlights out Wow, and then, of course, they're getting the views, bro. Like, some of those will literally have millions of views. Mm -hmm. um, and it would be, like, 16 hours old mm -hmm. on some of the more, like, crazy games that, again, I would see on Twitter. I'm scrolling Twitter in the morning or whatever, and then I see, That's what I was dang, about. it was a crazy game. Mm -hmm. But then I go on YouTube, and then I'm going to see the highlights of the crazy game. NBA official, there's already, like, <laughs> 4 million views, and it was the game last night or something. And I'm not even kidding. Like, when I see that, I'm like, dang, like, I mean, a lot of people cared about this game. Like, it's probably crazy. Like, I've already seen people talking about it on Twitter. And then, of course, you see on YouTube. The interesting point is, again, we can talk about sports media forever. But that's my point is to say, like, dang, 
you know, that integration is something where that's been happening on a higher level and it's been developing probably for obviously longer than what it has at a collegiate or even division three level if you look at it. But you could say in general that that process has probably been in development. If you mentioned 2017, 2018, the NBA being kind of on track or something like that. I mean, this is something where people have spent a lot of years at these organizations, like these multi-million dollar organizations where, you know, this is a business. It's a sport, yeah, that people love and enjoy. But the thing about it is everything about bringing that sport to the people is a business and they're going to capitalize off making money because that's what it's about. But it's interesting to see how, again, a company as such a size is kind of taking the, they take such an aggressive approach towards hopping on every form of social media they can and they put research into that. I know we talk about that in different classes here in the Swanson Center in the Mass Comm Department of Piedmont. And we talk about how, you know, these big corporations will hire people for lots of money that specialize in looking into where the market is going and what people are looking for when it comes to a viewing experience. And if it relates to their product, they're, of course, going to invest in that because they have the capital to do that. And that's something where, again, you see such a complex something that's, again, on a professional level and the trickle down effect that gets to the collegiate and division three, which, again, if you compare like to division one, I see, sir, you got a, a Florida Gators jacket on right there. Uh, let me just ask you randomly, does, what's the significance to you? Uh, just being a Florida fan? Yeah, yeah. Like, is it, did it just happen? Like, I just am sometimes interested in how it occurs. It it was one of those things, like, uh, everybody in my family was a Georgia fan yeah. because we're from Georgia, but I was just watching a Florida game one day, and, like, I don't even know if it was the players, the coaches, like, what it was about it, but I was just like, I think I'm more of a fan of them than I am of Georgia. Oh, that's cool. Like, I actually feel like I want to watch their games versus Georgia games. I was just like, I I could take it or leave it. Yeah. Dang. That's a cool experience, obviously. How about I feel the same way. Yeah? uh, Because I'm a a UNC fan. Okay. And I know – I don't know if y'all going to give me a hard time, but, yeah, because UNC didn't make the bracket the other day. Uh, they were invited to the NIT, and they yeah. kindly declined. It was kind of sad. But I feel the same way. I was – you know, I, I grew up playing basketball a lot, and I wasn't really familiar with college basketball until I actually watched it. And one of the first games I watched was UNC. And like Jacob, I fell in love with the culture of UNC. Yeah, interesting you say the culture. That's cool. Yeah. Because, again, back then they weren't promoting the official highlights, but – me being a deep basketball fan, I would watch, you know, their off-season work, their, you know, compilation highlights and stuff like that. And I just love the 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 culture of it all. Yeah. Because I think they, were, they weren't promoting it as much. Like, they didn't have Instagram. They didn't have Facebook. But they were putting videos out there where there were random people who have compilations. But there were also people on campus actually following them around. And it wasn't – their social media platform wasn't as big as it is now. But they had, you know, certain clips where they go. You can go behind the scenes with UNC. Uh, take. I know you've seen. I think the NCAA, not the NCAA, but I forgot who does it now. But they do uh, the eight, the eight feet walk or twenty five feet walk. Oh yeah, all the way yeah, down the court, bro. Right? Yeah. UNC actually, actually, I don't want to say they started it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be biased. One of the first though. But we we're one of the first. Yeah, they yeah. started doing that. And they would do little things like that just to promote you and kind of see. You kind of feel like, like Jacob said, you kind of feel like you're there. And it feels like a culture, you know. And that is literally probably exactly what would be music to the people who put that on's yes. ears because 
That's all they want to do because now you're hooked, bro. You've been wearing that jacket for how many years? And you're going to keep watching, and I'm not roasting him. Look how he's reacting. I'm saying you're a fan of the team, bro, and that's the whole point is now you are continuing to be engaged on what the team looks like each year. You want to see them do well, and that's the part about it because, again, at Piedmont, a lot of people are here for four, maybe a few extra, maybe a few less years, but if they spend time, you know, looking into the athletic culture, as we were talking about, you know, it might be interesting to see how, first of all, Piedmont displays it on social media because they do have that access. And I know you mentioned with UNC, you know, maybe the social media presence wasn't as developed as it is now or could be now. But that's where, again, they found a way back then. And there's definitely a way right now that we're seeing in the modern sports culture that continues to develop. So for Division Three athletes, and I mean as fans and those who also broadcast, because, again, broadcasting in general, of course, can encompass um, sports and obviously media in general. So seeing that as like kind of students in our position and where we kind of view sports and media in general and how we consume it is always something I think is kind of interesting to look into because everybody has a different view on how they use it. I know some people gather information, the same information from all different platforms. So it's kind of just interesting to see what, you know, occurs when people just talk about random stuff like that. And as far as we tell for the rest of Piedmont's athletic seasons, uh, I need you guys out. If you talk about where most of if you're gonna if you're gonna access do you guys mostly go to like PiedmontLines.com if you're gonna look at what sports are when, like a general view, or do you guys go to Instagram or is there like some sort of uh link if you're gonna look at a Piedmont sports game where you could see all that? So they have like the Piedmont Athletics website, the composite calendar on there that has every single sport for like whatever day there is. So you'd say that's still the main spot to go if you're looking for a full athletic schedule, though? Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, we could do a mini shout-out then to uh, all Piedmont sports fans. And maybe if you're a listener who maybe isn't necessarily a Piedmont sports fan, you could check out uh, Piedmont Athletics. That that website that Jacob just mentioned is PiedmontLions.com. And you can see a full composite schedule of the rest of the spring sports here. I know track and field is heavy in session right now, and I know – I'm pretty sure cycling has some stuff. There's all kinds of stuff going on sports-wise. Lacrosse is deep right now. Baseball is just starting up. So regardless, there will be a lot of ways to consume that media. Well, guys, I'll say I really appreciate you. Jarrett Ray, MassCom major, Mr. Jacob Barrett, nursing major. Thank you guys big time for coming on the show. Best of luck, obviously, for the rest of the semesters. And, of course, keep consuming that sports media or media in general because it's going to be interesting to see how things progress. And you talk about things that – we're talk- we were just talking about 2017, 2018 earlier. I know like five years is five years, but to be honest, the way things have been moving at the Division three level, I think we could all say has definitely been you know, pretty rapid when it comes to improvements. And at least for as far as what I can tell as a consumer and someone who's kind of paid attention to it as is part of my major, I'd say like for what Piedmont can acquire, I think it's relatively top of the line what we're doing here and the effort being put into what's going on in these broadcasts and from a media standpoint as a whole, I mean, we're sitting here in a podcast studio and right through the glass window next to us is our own radio studio where we can broadcast and use this equipment. So regardless, I'll just say, you know, put to put the cherry on top for everybody. Um, it's always interesting to discuss the ways that the future can be, you know, changed and improved on hopefully with, you know, modern media and how it relates to sports and things of all nature. So again, big thank you to, uh, Jacob Barrett and Jarrett Ray here. Check them out. Thank you everyone again for listening to this week's edition of Socially Athletic. I appreciate the listening and we'll see you next week. Thank you. This has been Socially Athletic, the sports media podcast. 
Follow to stay up to date on episodes with new guests each week. Thank you for listening and make sure to check out the blog link below for more insight.